It's time for Love Talk with the Love Ladies, Kathy, Carrie, and Marlene. Hello, friends, and welcome to Love Talk. You have found the Love Ladies right here on KTXW 101.1 FM, 11:20 a.m. The Bridge, Austin. We are so thankful that you have joined us today. You're listening to Coach Carrie Brinkater right here, and I am in studio with my amazing and talented co-hosts, Kathy Enderbrock and Marlene McMichael. Hey, Kathy, how are you today? I'm doing great, Coach Carrie. It's great to be with you, and I just want to give a shout out to all of our listening friends, the guys, the girls, men, women, the kiddos who came and said hello to us at the National Day of Breakfast table. It was great to be able to hug your neck and connect with you and uh, get to see your beautiful faces. At the Governor's Prayer Breakfast. At the Governor's yeah. Prayer Breakfast. It was yeah. awesome. It was very exciting to hear people come up and say they listen to us all the time. And, uh, you know, that's the feedback was was very heartwarming. Mm-hmm. It was very it was, good. It was fantastic. My my husband was standing beside me when a, a listener came up, and he was just beaming with pride. And I don't know. <laughs> it made me feel good. <laughs> so but the governor's prayer breakfast was amazing. It was incredible. And so, I mean, so fantastic that we've actually prepared two programs from it, but we mm-hmm. won't be airing those programs uh, until later in May, just to give everyone a chance to go watch it online yourself at ndpaustin.org. They're going to be uh, posting that keynote and uh, everything to have to do with the Governor's Prayer Breakfast. It was amazing. Friends, largest turnout we've ever had. 725 people? Isn't that incredible? And Nick Vujicic was incredible. The governor, Governor Abbott, of course, having him with us. What a privilege. And the military, ooh, they look sharp in their uniforms. Yeah. And there were so many there. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. You know, Nick's message um, made people uncomfortable, which I think is fantastic. Right. He challenged us in ways that made us uncomfortable for me. Maybe I should yes. speak for myself, right? He challenged me in ways that made me uncomfortable, and I thought, oh, my stars. He is yeah. so right because he challenged us to just get to work, yeah. to be, to actually be the hands and feet of Jesus. Yes. Amen. Yeah. It was needed, yeah. And he, and he didn't hold back. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Y'all think so, I'm spirited? No. I did not hold a candle to Nick Vujicic. <laughs> I mean, yes. He, he, there was conviction in yes. that room. And yes. um, and I pray repentance from that. You know, mm-hmm. I, I pray the spirit that the Lord uh, just... The, the force, the conviction, the, the holiness that Nick called for i i pray that really resonates with the people there and stays with them until they act you know i would say there were a lot of fires lit monday morning a lot of fires lit in hearts and um yeah i I think a lot of ears were open hearts were open and it was it was a resoundingly just fantastic time and you know afterwards I was like oh gosh you know how is this going to be received and there was this huge line of people just wanting to see Nick and everything and I thought okay you know because I always imagine you know with Jeremiah they're just throwing stones and you know he was running for his life and I just so value that Nick is willing to press in and share those hard messages that God is calling him to share so loved it and I tell you I needed it just like I need today's program. <laughs> I love this program that you've, mm-hmm. that you've prepared, Coach Carrie, and it's going to focus on moms because Mother's Day is coming up. And I Two think weeks. In, as the church, yeah. we need to prepare for certain things and plan for certain things. And I love what you've said, Coach Carrie, is that, um, you know, when we talk about this new series that we're doing, Finding Jesus in Our Everyday, this is kind of like the mom edition of mm-hmm. Finding Jesus in the Everyday. And so we're doing a series of two programs around Mother's Day. And this first one is just to help open our eyes and open our mm-hmm. hearts and help us to see the moms that are out there that maybe um, this might be a hard Mother's Day for. And we're going to look at different ways that we can just reach out and love them and embrace them and make some plans to... To lift them up and encourage them uh, this Mother's Day because it is two weeks away. It is. So I 
love that we've broken this into, into two programs. So like Kathy said today, looking for some encouragement to what is going on around us. And then next week, uh, Kathy, Marlene, and I will be sharing some fun stories about our moms and just really lift up our, our own mothers and uh, look forward to sharing those stories with you, friends. The good stories and the bad stories and the shocking stories, <laughs> the stories that have made us what we are today. I know. My kids, man, they'll always they'll say stuff like, no, Mom, you said this. You And I'm like, that is crazy. I did not say that. No. When I was six, I remember you saying it. I'm like, okay, whatever. Oh, goodness. Well, I tell you what, May is the craziest month of the year. I think May is crazier than December. I, I mean, May brings all of the end of school stuff, and there's every day. It's endless. Every night, calendar filling, schedule packing, packing the May event overload. I mean, if you have listening friends, if you have little cherubs in elementary or middle school, you probably have projects that require popsicle sticks and glue and possibly glitter. Oh, Lord, I don't know about that. (laughs) And then you have field day and teacher's gifts, and you probably have some type of superhero color day spirit every single day until the end of school. And you have a lot on your plate. And so bless you, sweet mamas of those younger kids. And then if you're a mom of a high schooler, you've got sports banquets and performances and art shows and prom and final exams and each one of these except for the final exams requires certain clothing yes right you know the prom dresses the the suit for the sports banquet you know all all the things the performances i mean in it's not everyday clothes, and in my family, that's a problem. Like, you can't just go to the store and pick something off the rack most of the time because we're freaky sizes. And so it's a lot, my that friends. That means she's tall. <laughs> yes. And, and, and her children are yes, tall. Yes. <laughs> and so May, I feel like May just brings all the things. And if you have a college student like me, my daughter came home last week, and all the things from the dorm room. Now, Kathy, you've been through this. All the things from the dorm room blew up, ascended in our home. They are now sitting on the living room floor, the kitchen table, the kitchen counter, the stairs, the garage, the, the attic, garage. and her room. Yeah, I just kind of kiss goodbye my garage space for the summer. <laughs> I mean, it's horrible. Yes. I'm like, did you... Get a whole new wardrobe while you're there. I'm like, your stuff multiplied. What what is happening in your dorm room? Everything multiplied. And then for those of us who have a senior in high school or in college, we have graduation. Kathy, that's you and I. That's the both of us. Boy, that is so busy. And just kind of getting together those senior photo boards and doing the senior luncheons and doing just all the senior last things. And so not only is it busy, but it's emotional, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think for those... Uh, moms and dads that are are looking at this senior that this is the last year. I mean, here you go, all 12 years, and it's happened so quickly. So mm-hmm. trying to, you know, kind of wipe a few tears as, as we get through those schedules. Well, and so for us, Kathy, we're embarking on the empty nest, Yes, you know, and uh, Marlene, I know you've been an empty nester for a while, but it's not all bad. Right, exactly. That's what everybody keeps saying. It's not all bad. That is what everybody keeps saying. Um, Although, I'll have to tell you what what arrived at my doorstep before my daughter's last visit, but we'll, we'll save that for a little bit later. Oh, goodness. I don't know. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on radio. I always worry. I'm like, gosh, am I allowed to say that? But Eric and I said, you know, as soon as we pack up Faith and deliver her to college um, at the end of August, 1st of September, we're going to come home, close all of our blinds, close all the doors, and just walk around for like a week, Free. never getting dressed, <laughs> never anything. There is that. Yeah, yeah. not bad. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I mean, a little bit of freedom. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, you know, I think about all this busyness, 
and I think about empty nest mamas and how are you holding up this May? Are you relishing in your freedom, like Marlene just said, or are you actually missing the busyness of May? But what about the mamas who have lost a child? Or those mamas with broken relationships with a child or a broken relationship with your own mom? Um, What about those women in our lives who desperately want to be a mom? But for a myriad of reasons, they're still waiting or they face the reality or they're facing the reality that they will never have a biological child. you know, what about those of us who are missing our moms on Mother's Day? Mm-hmm. Um, I know Marlene's mom passed away a few years ago, and she still gets emotional when she talks about it. Um, we just love having our moms around. Um, single moms are the true heroes of us all. I tell you what, they they spend their days um, giving and giving and giving. So, friends, as moms, our emotions and our days are, they can be so incredibly confusing. They can be so incredibly filled with love and happiness, but they can also be sometimes overflowing with emptiness. Um, And you might be feeling a combination of these emotions today. Well, ladies, hang in there because Kathy, Marlene, and I have some encouragement for you today. Ladies, I'm so excited about this program um, and what we're going to present today. But let's get caught up on life. Marlene, what's been going on with you? Well, you've talked a lot about family, and I just got back from a family reunion. And it was the first one on my father's side in about 10 years. And my brother put it together, and he thought maybe 80 people would come. And there were over 125 who came, some from California. And this is Texas people. That's a long way. And um, it was just amazing. Uh, We had young and old. Uh, The oldest participant was... I think 93. That is awesome. And the youngest was one year old. Oh, wow. And uh, so it was a lot of fun. And they've already created a Facebook page for the Sablatura family reunion because they're oh. planning next year's. It was so successful. And uh, it was just I saw people I hadn't seen since my father died when I was 15. Oh, wow. So it was it was quite amazing. And everybody loved it. And. Nobody complained. We had barbecue. You know, everything was good. We had enough. We had enough desserts, I think, to feed four armies. I swear. <laughs> of good course. Texas family. That's a family reunion right there. Well, except that my brother said, are we really Czech? There wasn't a single kolache there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. You guys are going to have to fix that we for next definitely time. Well, and I love that it was such an impactful reunion for you that you're going to be doing a program for Father's Day. Mm-hmm. So, friends, in June for Father's Day, you're going to hear a little bit more about this and some of the Sablatura secrets. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So we're looking forward to that. We are having a family reunion in August, but we're not calling it a family reunion. We're calling it a wedding. <laughs> so... That is coming up. Yes, you are. And you're busy. Yeah. You have graduation and a wedding all yes. within three months of each other. Yeah. July, August. Yeah, three months of each other. Holy cow. My goal for the summer is to maintain my sanity. You will. Yeah. You will. You will. Just make a list. Yes. It feels really list. good marking things off it the does. list. I have a list for the wedding. I have a list for the graduation. And I, I just, I have a million lists for all the color-coded lists. Priority red, yellow, and green highlighters on my list. Nice yeah. job. That's, that's a little complicated for me, but uh, okay. Oh, that's what I'm going through right now, too. I'm leaving in two weeks to head to Spain to meet my daughter, who is doing the Camino de Santiago. It's a pilgrimage from the border of France and Spain all the way to uh, the Mediterranean, where the Mediterranean meets the Atlantic on the other side of Spain. It's 500 miles, um, and I'm meeting her for the last 100. I'm so excited. Yes. Um, um, so that is incredible. But I have to finish my flip house before I leave. So that's um, 
Yeah, there's lots of to-dos on that list still. And get everything ready for graduation because we return two days before graduation. So I understand the list, and I am feverishly trying to get it all (laughs) done. Oh, friends, well, thank you for letting us share our families with you. Uh, We love doing that each week. And you know that you can find us on Facebook, Instagram. You can find us on Love Talk Network. Um, And so we love love, love to hear from you. Um, And when we return to Love Talk today, friends, Finding Jesus in Our Everyday, Mom Edition number one, program number one of two, and we're just going to talk about these combination of emotions that we feel as moms or as women walking through this holiday that's coming up in a couple of weeks. We hope that you'll join us when we return to Love Talk right after this. Welcome back to Love Talk. You are here with the Love Ladies. I'm Coach Carrie Brinkader in studio with my amazingly talented co-host, Marlene McMichael and Kathy Endebrock. We are so blessed to have you with us. We want to remind you that we are on Facebook, Love Talk Radio. We are on Instagram, Love Talk Radio as well. And you can find us on our podcast, friends. Anywhere that you listen to podcasts, you can find our podcast, the... It's it's under Love Talk. Just one word, Love Talk. <laughs> Smash it all together, <laughs> type it in, and you'll find us. We have a big red logo and our sm- our smiling faces there looking right back at you. You can download every single episode um, over the last year or so, actually, and uh, you can you can find it all there. So we're so grateful that there are many ways that you can connect with us today. Finding Jesus in Our Everyday, Mom Edition, um, program number one of two. We're going to continue this next week. You know, I, as I presented this program to you, Kathy and Marlene, they both said, you know what, there, there's, gosh, I've not thought about some of these things before. So here's the topics that we're going to cover. Okay, how can we come alongside those that are missing their moms on Mother's Day? What about the mamas who have lost a child? Um, how can we come alongside those women in our lives who desperately want to be a mom, but for whatever reason, they are still waiting or they're facing the reality that they will not have their own biological child? How do we support a friend who is estranged from their child or estranged from their own mother? And then how can we support the single moms that we know um, in our lives as well? So we hope that today is encouraging. We hope that today will maybe help us all to put our thinking caps on and think about who is around us in our neighborhood, who is in our friend group that we just haven't thought about this before, um, who is in our church that maybe we could send a little spark of joy to over the next week before Mother's Mm -hmm. Day. So, all right, girls, let's get to it. Um, Celebrating our fantastic moms is easy. We're so very blessed. But sometimes Mother's Day is hard. So how can we come alongside those that are missing their moms on Mother's Day? I love this verse from Luke 2. 51 and his mother treasured up all these things in her heart wow Mm. right so marlene you your mom passed several years ago but she was a an amazing mom (laughs) she was a force of nature (laughs) i literally she could do anything she was raised on a farm and uh, so she could can and grow things and uh, cook anything and make a dollar go to a hundred dollars. Literally, when um, 
I was a young girl, she'd take me to the nicest dress shop in town. She was an amazing seamstress. And uh, we'd pick out the the dress I liked the best, and uh, she'd look at it and kind of, you know, hold it and look at the different dimensions. And then uh, we'd go pick it out, pick fabric out in my favorite color, and she'd make it for me. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. And she did that. All the way through my adult life. I mean, I remember one time I was going to Washington, D.C., and I was speaking all over Texas, and uh, one of the houses I stayed at was somebody she happened to know, and I found a picture. It was a black-and-white drawing of a, of a dress in the newspaper, and I said, oh, that's such a pretty dress. This person, unbeknownst to me, sent it to her. And she stayed up all night getting that dress ready so I could put it in my suitcase to go to Washington, D.C. That is amazing. That was my mom. Oh, (laughs) that is a force of nature. Hmm. Wow. And you didn't mess with her. And she could, she could, could, I could tell you so many stories. Uh, My mom was widowed three times. And um, so her hardest time in her life was really after she lost her last husband because her she was older and her health was deteriorating. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I had the privilege of taking care of her. And mm-hmm. so yes, she was the glue that held the family together. Mm-hmm. And I, I will tell you, uh, my brothers, if they were here, each of them would tear up mm-hmm. just talking, talking about, about mom. Mama. Yeah. So right after your mom passed, how, how did you, and even today, Marlene, how did you deal with those emotions of just missing your mom on, you know, special days like Mother's Day? Where Were they mainly filled with just good memories and um, smiles? I mean, I'm sure some sadness, too, that your mom was gone. Uh, it's a hard question to answer, partly yeah. because my mom's... I was, I mean, I did, you know, her banking and I did her mm-hmm. me, her meds and her her doctors mm-hmm. and and she lived right behind me in an assisted mm-hmm. living facility, and so I was with her a lot. I was also working a lot, mm-hmm. and um, I was tired. Yeah, and 100%. so yeah. by the time uh, she passed, I was truly exhausted, mm-hmm. and because um, her last months were we were in the hospital and the ER a lot Mm -hmm. and um, so to be honest with you I think when she passed I was I was also that was the year of COVID and I was Mm -hmm. also chair of the Williamson County Health District which was a very very difficult volunteer job during that period wow and so I think a lot of when she passed I was numb and so the grieving really didn't come till much later in Mm -hmm. fact um, I had a cousin pass several months after she did and when I went to his funeral I was almost inconsolable um, Mm -hmm. because that's when it hit me yes Mm -hmm. and uh, so but when I look back uh, yes there are a lot of happy memories I still want to pick up the phone and call her right Mm -hmm. and I don't know, that just takes a long time. Mm-hmm. And so I would say it's difficult to say how you pro- people process differently. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's it's very gradual. <laughs> well, and I appreciate that you said, you know, you were tired whenever your mom passed because caretaking, it, it is so difficult. And I... I appreciate you acknowledging that um, because it is so hard on the caretakers. And your mom lived an amazing life, you know, and she was ready to go see Jesus. She was. And and the amazing thing is um, I was with her for a couple of days when it was very, very difficult. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had moved her to a facility that had provided more care. And they called me, and so I would go rushing over there, and I never left after that. And I w- would hold her, and she was in a lot of pain, and uh, sing to her mm-hmm. and pray with her. And she was pretty much non-responsive. Um, but I struggled with, and this is, is something um, maybe wouldn't be as significant in another family, but I struggled with... Do I tell my brothers? Because oh, she was right. in so much pain, I didn't want them to see her like that. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, I knew I could handle it, mm-hmm. uh, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And um, 
so I wrote the text but didn't push the button for a long time. Oh, yeah. But finally, when I did, they all immediately got in the car and they alerted sure. their children. Mm-hmm. And, you know, pretty soon uh, my nephew came and his wife came. And mm-hmm. the facility let all of them in. They didn't ask That's any wonderful. questions, even though it was during COVID. And then my daughter came. And then my niece came. And then my brother from the coast, he, was, he lives in Rockport, came. And my older brother was halfway there and they came in and they said you know well actually what happened was one of my nieces called from Louisiana and she said Aunt Marlene will you put me on the speaker and put the phone up to grandma and let me pray for grandma and when when she did that my brother said mom relaxed Mm. and so he called well actually he texted me my two remaining nephews that weren't there and my older brother who was halfway there Mm -hmm. and said if you want to talk to her you need to call now all three called Mm -hmm. and a nurse came and got me out of the room and after my last nephew hung up she breathed her last breath. Wow. So when all her chicks had checked in, <laughs> she was gone. You know, I love it because it makes me think of the Proverbs uh, 31 where it says her children will rise up and call uh-huh. her blessed. And so her children will stop with their schedules. They will drop what they are doing. They will call her blessed mm-hmm. and I, I mean i think that's what mother's day is all about is those mm-hmm. those children just um calling their mother blessed and mm-hmm. you know sometimes that means a phone call and some that means showing up in person and some that times that means sending flowers or a note and marlene i love that you had the privilege to know that that time was approaching carrie i know you have a dear friend who lost her mother tragically completely unexpectedly and I think Mm -hmm. those can be so traumatizing because you never had that beautiful opportunity to say goodbye to sing those songs and to pray those prayers it has absolutely been traumatizing for her it's been a year um, just a little bit over a year and it has been very very hard on her Um, all of her siblings they all have you know pastel kids two three four kids each and her mom was always right in the thick of things and so yeah it's been very hard but um, a suggestion that I would make listening friends is um, I put in my phone to repeat every year the day of her mom's death Mm. And so um, now I can call her or text her on that day or the day before, right, and say, hey, I'm just, I'm really thinking about you. And that meant so much to her this year. Um, And I'll do the same on Mother's Day. Um, I'll, you know, send her a little note and just tell her that I'm thinking about her, not only as her being a mom, but I know she's missing her mom. And Marlene, do you think that's a good idea? I think it's a wonderful idea because those little touches help. Mm -hmm. But the other thing I would say is if you are grieving, don't wait for it. I mean, relive some of the memories and the Mm -hmm. things that made you laugh. And this is what my brothers and I do all the time. You know, mom loved to play rummy cube. Nice. And uh, (laughs) she had these phrases that she would, you know, when she'd get a duplicate card, she'd go, dupe, another dupe. And, you know, we we still, as a threesome with their wives, play mm-hmm. Rummy Cube every time we're together. And, you know, we laugh about mom and we laugh about her dupes. And, uh, and so I say, do the things that made her laugh and happy. Yeah. And you will laugh and be happy. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I thought about, um, you know, my friend Kat, you know, making one of her mom's um, signature dishes. Her mom also played the piano beautifully. And so I was like, okay, Kat, you need to sit down with the piano. I know that it's not going to, you know, or turn on some piano music Mm -hmm. that reminds you of your mom. And her mom could just sit down and play anything. She was so talented. And so, um, yeah, you know, friends, I... You know, look around. Your friend group, um, your folks at church, has somebody close to you lost their mom this year? And if they have, 
this um, think about them and what maybe maybe just a encouraging word you could send them or a slip them a note at church or tape it to their front door or something mm-hmm. um, because they will absolutely appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the next one that we have, ladies, another kind of special category is, you know, there's a lot of mamas out there who've lost a child. Second mm-hmm. um, Corinthians 1, verses 3 and 4. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in our affliction so that we, we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort that which we ourselves are comforted by God. Mm-hmm. Lots of comfort, lots of mm-hmm. affliction and all that, but lots of comfort, right? It says it uh, one, two, three, four, five times right there in a short two sentences. Um, this is a hard one. You know, a mom's grief will really never end because even if she has other children, they don't ever take the place of the child that passed, mm-hmm. right? And this could be, you know, maybe their child was young. Maybe they were an adult. and Maybe they had a child that passed before birth or shortly after birth. Um, all of these experiences bring ways of grief mm-hmm. to women um, that... And, you, you know, you just don't know what's going to trigger it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is um, definitely a very unique and hard uh, experience for moms. It is. I think even, you know, I love, Carrie, that you mentioned that maybe they lost the child before birth. Yes. And I was just talking with a girlfriend this morning whose daughter miscarried. And then two and a, two years later, then she had a successful pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And so we were praying for her her daughter this morning. And I was I, I was saying, OK, so this firstborn little one. And she goes, no, no, no Kathy, this is the, her second daughter. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, her second daughter, she goes, she lost the, the first one, remember? And I said, mm-hmm. oh, my goodness, yes, that's right. I completely mm-hmm. forgot. I'm so sorry. Forgive me for that. Yes, this is her second daughter. Mm-hmm. And um, so just seeing that, that, you know, that child, even though she never stroked her hair or, uh, you know, looked in her beautiful eyes or, you know, listened to her giggle or anything that in every way uh, is, is her daughter. And then she'll be able to see her when she goes to heaven. Mm-hmm. And, you know, walking through as um, a young child, seeing my mom lose her oldest daughter, mm-hmm. you know, just seeing the changes and how she just, um, how that changed her just in her inner being, be you know, losing a daughter in a very tragic way. Mm-hmm. I, I think that, yes, a mom's heart for their children is, is so beautiful, and God has just knit it so fantastically that as that little baby is in there forming in their womb and, and every moment that they have with that child, it changes that mom. And so when that loss is there, it is felt so deeply. And I think you're right. They never finish grieving until the day, the day they see that child in heaven. Now, I, I, I believe that the Lord brings healing sure. and he brings comfort, but you will not forget that child. Mm-hmm. You know, just like um, the Lord never forgets a single one of us. He is always with mm-hmm. us. I think that the, the memories in the heart of that child, um, there is that loss there. You know, and I think that that's proof that whether that child lived to full term or died in the womb, that life begins yes. in the womb mm-hmm. and conception. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, I lost a brother. I never knew him, but because um, he was older and, and died, um, I think, about 10 days after he was born. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, what not there a movie about a, a child who went to heaven and he's he asked came back and mm-hmm. and asked his parents about this oh that's brother right. that was in heaven and mm-hmm. I, I don't remember the name of the movie but but the reality is that is life mm-hmm. and it is lost mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so we can't forget to acknowledge that and mm-hmm. and give space mm-hmm. to, to grieve you know um kathy you have firsthand experience with this. Um, I have a friend who lost her daughter when her daughter was in fourth grade um, to a brain tumor. And she told me one time that she's, you know, because I struggled with how to 
just minister to her. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to say the wrong thing. And so there were times when I just didn't say anything and that was wrong. And, you know, she told me, she goes, I love hearing her name. Mm. I just, I love hearing her name and I love talking about her. It's Mm -hmm. okay. And I thought, okay, Mm -hmm. good. Because I just didn't know. And so I finally asked her one day, like, I am struggling here. I just don't know. What do you need? Mm -hmm. And I think that's okay to go to your friend and say, what do you need? Because I want to be here for you, and I'm, and I don't know how best to come along beside you. And so that was wonderful. She said, "I love hearing Amanda's name." Well, I think that's that is a tremendous insight. Just ask, "What do mm-hmm. you need?" Yeah, and mm-hmm. because that person is very real. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I would make that suggestion, um, you know, maybe talk about their child and some of their child's favorite things if they um, lived long enough to, to have favorite things. Mm-hmm. Um, if you did not know their child, you know, be curious and ask questions. Um, so who can you think of in your life that has lost a child and that may be hurting this Mother's Day? Um, something very, very Um, hard to think about, but I think it's so important that we look around and we see what's going on around Mm -hmm. us. All right. So girls, what about, have you ever had a friend who desperately wants to be a mom, but for whatever reason, um, she's still waiting or she's maybe facing the reality that she will not have a biological child. Maybe she's single and never met, you know, has not been married. Maybe she's married and unable to have a child. Psalm 34:18 says, "The Lord is close to the brokenhearted; He rescues those whose spirits are crushed." Mm-hmm. So, one of my amazing friends, um, she's in her 50s. She's never been married, and she desperate. I mean, she's always wanted to be a mom. She even went through um, fostering several ch- or several children, um, but she's seen facing that reality that she's probably not going to be a biological mom to anyone. And so I try to remind her that she has mentored countless young women in her life, Mm -hmm. that she has been a mom to more people than she can count Mm -hmm. um, as a mentor and as a friend. And so I, I know that's sort of comforting for her um, um, because she has just ministered to so many women Mm -hmm. um, over the years. And I will say my sister had children until she was 52. And I don't know how on earth she did it, but she did. So don't give up yet. She had her last baby at 52. 52. Yeah. Is that ridiculous? I know. And they're gorgeous little boys. So. Wow. Wow. But well, that's amazing. You know, I would agree. Uh, my daughter's not been married, and she does not have children, but she always wanted children. But in every job she's ever had, the young people flock to her. Right. She is their mama, yes. and and she she is their mentor. She is their their guide, and 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 I've actually recently told her that to comfort her about the fact that, you know. She's getting older, and mm-hmm. it's um, so. So I think that's a very real uh, concept that some people, uh, God, you know, God has a plan for all of us, mm-hmm. and for all, not all of us, that plan includes children, mm-hmm. but it always includes educating and teaching and mentoring and being an example mm-hmm. and being the comfort to to people that are in our purview and mm-hmm. our domain and the same is true in reverse you know we don't you know I don't have a mother but but I can have surrogate parents all over the place Absolutely. and I do mm-hmm. and I love what they feed into my life yes and they tell me I'm their daughter. Mm-hmm. You know, I got one of them. That, he sits me down. And he goes, "Now, daughter," oh, and, and then I, I know that. I'm getting going to get a lecture. <laughs> but, but the point is, family can be defined in many, many ways. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. I get that it's not the same, but it is, there is comfort there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so encourage um, those who have not gone down the path they had hoped to reach out and and be vulnerable Mm -hmm. to to embrace uh, others. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, one one, um, colleague just a few weeks ago 
my husband Ashley and I were kind of reminiscing about when we were first married and the churches that we attended, um, especially when we were in Brenham, we went to this tiny little church right on the outskirts of Brenham in Independence, Texas. And um, we went there uh, for several reasons. But what ended up happening is we were basically one of the youngest couples in the church. And all these couples that were in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, rallied around us and just adopted us as their kids, mm-hmm. right? And I looked at Ashley and I go, you get that that's us now. Like, <laughs> we we are now in our 50s, and it is up to us to go and grab some of these younger couples or the single women in our church or whoever's looks like they might need a meal after church, right? These people, we never paid for a meal on Sunday afternoon after church. And he goes, you know what? You're right. You're right. And so look around. Look around this Sunday. There's probably a single woman walking into your church on Sunday. Look around and grab her and maybe meet her for coffee or ask if you can take her to lunch because she's got a story and she's there and the opportunity is open. Um, All right, friends. Wow. We have two more topics to cover when we return to Love Talk. Um, Our single mamas, as well as supporting a friend who is estranged from their child or their mother. So we'll we'll cover those topics when we return to Love Talk. We are so grateful that you're with us. We have one more second to get one more segment to go. And we'll be right back with you on Love Talk right after this. Welcome back, friends, to Love Talk here on The Bridge Austin, today's Central Texas Christian Talk, where we are building bridges of love and leadership. And today we are talking about finding Jesus in our everyday, the mom edition. Mother's Day is coming up in two weeks, and we've just been uh, talking about all the different moms that are out there, a lot of those moms that are hurting, and we can make plans now for Mother's Day to kind of be the church and wrap them up in Jesus' love. And so uh, the, I'm Kathy Enderbrock, and I'm in studio with the amazing Coach Carrie Brinkater and the wonderful Marlene McMichael. And ladies, I know this is our last segment. I have loved the first two segments. They've gone by so fast. Friends, if you have missed either of the first two segments, you can go to our archives at Love talknetwork.com and pull up our archives there. You can also go to your favorite podcast site and just key in Love Talk all one word. Just smash it together and you'll see our little Love Talk logo right there and you can uh, get this program in its uh, entirety online on your um, podcast site there. So Mother's Day. Carrie, we have opened our first two segments and we've been talking about making plans to kind of reach out and uh, just give a special Mother's Day to some of those moms that are hurting. And we've talked about um, moms who have maybe women who have lost a mother. Mm-hmm. We've talked about women who have lost a child. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about women who just desperately want to be a mom, but for a myriad of different reasons, they are still waiting or or facing the reality that they may not have their own biological Mm -hmm. child. And so in our last segment, we are going to talk about supporting friends, uh, maybe who are estranged from their child, or maybe a friend who's estranged from their mother, Mm -hmm. as well as the single moms, those heroes that are out there Mm -hmm. um, raising those children on their own and and feeling overwhelmed every day. I I don't know how they make it. God bless them. I had a single mom growing up Mm -hmm. until I was about, well, 
from the age of 9 to 14. Oh, so wow. I guess that's only five years. But, but boy, still, that's a long time. That's a long time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's in a lot teen, of in teenage years. A lot yeah. of developing going on for you <laughs> yes, between 9 and 14. A lot. And mm-hmm. literally going from uh, at 9 years old being literally homeless, having nowhere to go, staying with a friend, mm-hmm. having no apartment, no anything. Mom was going to uh, college because she, she knew that if she was going to support us, she had to get an education so she could mm-hmm. get a good job that would support us. And I just remember her being exhausted Mm -hmm. every night. She looked so tired for five years. And then, you know, uh, God brought the most amazing man into our lives. My dad, who ended up adopting me and um, just, you know, just set joy before mom in just such a unique way. But so I know that single mothering can be just incredibly, incredibly difficult. But also um, here we have this category, Coach Carrie, about you know, either children who are estranged from their moms or maybe moms who are estranged from their children, that knowing that your child is out there yet having no contact, that's difficult. How can we reach out to those women? It, you know, it, it is really difficult. And I, I want to comfort us with a scripture before I chat about it. Psalm 56, 8. You keep track of all my sorrows. You've collected all my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. You know, your friend needs you. That friend that is estranged from their child, um, her life is chaotic. Her life is hard. She's probably blaming herself, um, depending on her stage of grief. She's probably asking herself, what did I do wrong? Why can't I fix this? Mm-hmm. And why is my kid, you know, and there, there's a lot of reasons why, you know, people become estranged from their children. And, you know, maybe it's addiction. Maybe it's lifestyle choices. Maybe there's mental health issues. Maybe there's some type of other illness that's going on. Um, so there, there's a lot of reasons. And, frankly, it doesn't matter, right, because mm-hmm. I heard this um I heard this the other day, and it just touched me so deeply. This preacher was preaching, and he said, you know, Adam and Eve had a perfect father. He made perfect Adam, and he made perfect Eve. And they lived in a perfect place with perfect food and the perfect environment. And even though everything they had was perfect, they found a way to sin. Mm Mm-hmm. So who are we as parents to continue to blame ourselves whenever our children make poor choices, Mm -hmm. right? Because they do have free will. Mm -hmm. But these mamas that are estranged from their children, y'all, I know some, and it is the worst kind of pain, Mm -hmm. the absolute worst kind of pain. And so I would say, listen to your friends. She doesn't need you to fix it. She needs you to listen. Mm-hmm. I think they need your support and and they mm-hmm. the encouragement that so long as they keep the faith and mm-hmm. they pray for their child, mm-hmm. God has a promise that He will bring them back. And it may not be till after y'all meet somewhere right. in an afterlife, <laughs> but right. I, I you know and that's I have two friends in that category and. Um, one after all of these years has finally said, "I can't fix it." Yeah, God has to fix mm-hmm. it, and she's at peace to, with that, even though the situation is very unfair. Uh, and another one, who I just remind, they're gods, they're yeah. gods, mm-hmm. and yeah. he will he will bring them back. You know, I love that. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned prayer because I think praying with those moms who are estranged from a child. Because, um, you know, I think of the Lord uh, giving us, Jesus giving us that um, parable of the prodigal child and that dad just kept looking out Mm -hmm. and and expecting and hoping. And boy, when that prodigal returned, he just ran out and greeted him with such joy. And, um, you know, with Let's Pray Today Ministries, we have a downloadable um, audio that is praying for my prodigal child or praying for my rebellious child because some people don't 
they're like prodigal. What does that mean? <laughs> Praying for my rebellious child. And you can download that free on uh, let's pray today.com. And I would just say continue to help them press in to prayer, continue to help them continue to hope that knowing the faithfulness of the Lord um, to turn that child's heart back to him. And so I would just say help them not to lose hope because I would I believe that that sense of hopelessness is what can really uh, just kind of destroy the heart of a mama. Absolutely. I had a lengthy conversation with a friend uh, several weeks ago, and she was kind of in this stage of grief, anger, mm-hmm. right? And, um, you know, at one point I just looked at her and I, I just said, I know how much you love your child. And your child loves you. Just know that. It's hard right now. Um, And we prayed together and we talked. And um, I I just, I think the conversation just really helped. Just being able to talk about it Mm -hmm. really helped that day. Um, There's days that she didn't want to talk about it. That's Mm -hmm. fine, right? I get it. Um, But that day, that day, in that moment, in that time. um, And I'm so glad that I was able to listen. Um, You know, I would also suggest to not speak ill of her child. Yes. Um, and also, you know, if she's, if, if you're talking to a friend who's estranged from her mom, to not speak ill of the person, mm-hmm. right? And that, that just does us no good. I mean, there's no, it's a no judgment I, zone I agree. Here. You have no to judgment speak zone. blessing. You have, have to, to speak, speak blessing. blessing. Yeah. 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 And, and, and not, not to be judgmental when you walk in. Like, mm-hmm. This could happen to anyone. Yep. At yes. any time. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Let's look around us, friends. Um, who do you have in your life that's hurting because they're not talking to their child right now or their mom? So let's let's be aware of that and set up a time where you can show them some or give them some words of encouragement. And may, maybe all they need is a fun outing. Maybe they just need you to go on a walk with them and talk about nothing else but coffee and our favorite dessert. That might be the best thing. But I want to wrap up today with our single mamas. Yeah. Um. Wow. Wow. I think every single one of us can name some single moms in their life. I have a lady just down the street. She is young. She's in her 30s. She has three young kids, ages seven and under, six and under. And her husband passed away about a year and a half ago. And she's a single mom mm-hmm. trying to figure this out by herself. She was pregnant when her husband passed away. Mm-hmm. And so um, she's doing really well under the circumstances. But who do we know that could use a meal on Mother's Day mm-hmm. or just, hey, let me take your kids for a couple of hours while you go to the grocery, whatever you yeah. want to do for a couple of hours. Let me or, you know, kids. even inviting her along to the Mother's Day brunch that you're going to mm-hmm. at the local, you know, invite her, yeah. you know, give her a week's notice so that you're not bombarding her the yes. day, you know, on, on Sunday and saying, hey, you want to do this. But let her know this Sunday, let her know tomorrow that, hey, we're going to be going out for Mother's Day next Sunday to a brunch, we would love to to have you come with us. And I would say that the one thing that single moms feel that's probably the most overwhelming is the loneliness and the the fear of not being able to cope. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, put a plant on their doorstep or, um, I mean, I can think of a thousand different things that would just Mm -hmm. be a little spark of encouragement that they knew that if they got in trouble, they had someone to call. And now, ladies, I have a question for you for our listeners who have said, oh, my goodness, I feel overwhelmed. I can't (laughs) minister to all these moms. No, pick one. Just pick one. Kindness and acknowledgement go go a long way. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, speaking a kind word writing a card that's 10 cents out of your pocket right there and and a few minutes to go ahead and just write a note of encouragement Mm -hmm. yes you're exactly right you know friends thank you so much for joining us today next week we'll have part two of this um 
Finding Jesus in our Everyday Mom Edition number two. As we go into Mother's Day, you're going to hear some awesome stories about our moms. Uh, my mom, Vera, Kathy's mom, Marlene's mom. We heard a little bit about Marlene's mom. I can't wait to hear more firecracker stories <laughs> about Marlene's mom. So you'll want to join us next week. Um, of course, friends, you can find us on our archives, Love Talk Network. You can find us on your favorite podcast at Love Talk. We love you, and we hope you have a fantastic week. We'll see you right here next week. Take care. 